the liberals' mind exploding as we speak. <laughs> the Holocaust is a myth. Why? Here we go again. And speaking of here we go again, Bill Gates back on his mission to kill us all. All that and a lot more. There's a ton of stuff to talk about. Welcome to the Jay Shelton Show. It's Monday. Yes, we made it to Monday. <laughs> Only just barely. Hope your weekend was good. Mine was okay, actually. Not a whole lot happened over the weekend, but uh, yeah, another weekend is a weekend, so why not? Um, you know, as a matter of fact, today here was a public holiday, so we had a day off. But not this show. This show does not take days off. Well, every now and then, but rarely, if ever. All right, and we want to bring you uh, one of our sponsors right off the bat here, and that's the amazing Blackout Coffee. Be awake, not woke. Folks, ditch that coffee you've been drinking, that brown water crap. Go with Blackout Coffee. We love Blackout Coffee. I personally recommend it. I drink a whole bunch of cups every day, including on this show. Uh, it is a company that is 100% dedicated to two things, conservative values and making the best coffee. From sourcing the beans, local co-ops, American farmers, to their small batch roasting process, shipping, support, Blackout Coffee has an amazing work ethic and they support our troops, they support everything there is good about America. Uh, they are dedicated to you, and they are dedicated to the country. Zero compromise on taste or quality. Do me a favor, check out Blackout Coffee. All you need to do is just pick up a bag of beans, and you will find no other quite like Blackout Coffee. For the holiday season, they've got some special holiday-flavored coffees. Peppermint Mocha, Eggnog, Winter Wonderland. Uh, candy cane. Oh, they do pods too, by the way. So if your machine is, uses the pods, they have those over there. And uh, also their regular signature blends, Brutal Awakening, an espresso blend, and it is amazing coffee. You will not be disappointed. Blackout Coffee, once you place your order, 24 to 48 hours only then, they roast your beans and ship them out. Another few days to get to you, and you've got the freshest roasted beans you can find on the market. You don't know how long that stuff you've been buying has been sitting on the shelf or when it was roasted. Yes, Christmas sale live. <laughs> and pick out, a, pick out and pick up Blackout Coffee. Do it today. You've still got time for the holidays, I think. Yeah, you'll make it for the holidays if you order today. Pick up a couple of bags, give one away as a Christmas gift. That would be an amazing Christmas gift. And if you use our promo code at checkout, you will get 20% off your first order. 20% off your first order with the promo code J20. <clears throat> J-A-Y, that's me, 20. And 20% 20 off your first order from Blackout Coffee. That is a hell of a deal on a hell of a coffee. Blackout Coffee, amazing stuff. Cannot uh, recommend this enough. Seriously, go check out Blackout Coffee. It is just the best stuff on the planet when it comes to coffee. They do have a hot cocoa mixes there and some premium teas. So if you're not a coffee drinker, 
although I can't imagine you wouldn't be. <laughs> you can find stuff for teas and hot cocos too over there. So check that out. All right. If you haven't heard by now, you've been living in a cave because he's back. Alex Jones reinstated on X following a poll by Elon Musk. Wow. Jones banned from Twitter back in 2018, believe it or not, uh, after confronting a pro-censorship CNN reporter. Political commentator and host Alex Jones reinstated after Musk voiced its thoughts on the matter, declaring Vox Populi Vox Day and conducted a poll. Uh, Jones, now on Mug Club, permanently banned from Twitter September 2018. The decision follows a series of events, including a confrontational encounter with Oliver Darcy the uh, CNN reporter, yeah. And uh, anyway, former Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey admitted CNN was part of the reason Jones was banned from the platform. Wow. Jones referring to Darcy as a rat and a sociopath, all of which are true, a possum that crawled out of the rear end of a dead cow and likened him to Hitler youth. Ouch. Musk's re reluctance to reinstate Jones had something to do with uh, what happened in 2012. He questioned the authenticity of Sandy Hook's school massacre in which 26 lives were lost, the majority of which were children. Jones uh, successfully sued by the families of the victims. Elon Musk commentating on Jones's being reinstated said, I vehemently disagree with what he said about Sandy, uh, Sandy Hook, but we are a platform that believes in the freedom of speech, or are we not? That is what it came down to in the end. If the people vote him back on, this will be bad for X financially, but principles matter more than money. Wow. Good on you, Elon Musk. Needless to say, he is back. He's been posting. And we have actual video of liberals reacting. There you go. This is the actual liberals reacting to... Alex Jones being back on the channel. My reaction, though? I feel good. I knew that I wouldn't. Nah, 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 nah. I feel good. <laughs> I love it. And, you know, end of the day, whether you agree with Alex Jones or you don't agree with Alex Jones, it is about free speech. And we around here are free speech absolutists, just like Elon is. And X, and there you go. It is going to hurt him financially, I have no doubt at all. But free speech is free speech. And good on you, Elon. I think the final vote was somewhere around 70-30, something like that. 70% voted to bring him back. He's back. Good to hear. And like I said, the best thing to hear are the liberal tears being shed.
everywhere. We love it. All right. The, uh, the dictator, otherwise known as Zelensky, from the Ukraine, is set to meet with Biden and Mike Johnson at the Capitol. Debates on Ukraine aid intensify. Why are we still sending these morons money? Do they not have enough yachts? Do they not have enough mansions? Apparently not. So Biden and Johnson gonna meet with Zelensky, set to meet with the Ukrainian president tomorrow while he's in Washington to meet with Biden about the stalled aid package for his country. <laughs> According to CBS 58, Johnson's office confirmed he will be meeting with Zelensky after he meets with Chuck Schumer and minority leader Mitch McDonnell to discuss a new funding package to support Ukraine in its war against Russia, which it is losing, which it is going to lose. The outcome obviously is very predetermined. Why are we still pumping billions into this oligarch, dictator, idiot? It has to stop. Currently, they're debating the funding for Ukraine in the House of Reps. Johnson said funding for Ukraine is going to be tied to action on the U.S.-Mexico border to stop the current flood of illegals from coming across the U.S. border. <clears throat> Matt Gates vented his frustration about the U.S. continued involvement in the conflict on X. He posted, America has sent enough money to Ukraine, we should tell Zelensky to seek peace. So there you go. He's going to come over and try and moan and beg and plead in person. Likely the other thing he's going to do is remind Joe Biden that he has a file and he has tapes. And if he doesn't get more money, he's going to release those. Hmm. Didn't hear about that one, did you? You will. If we don't give them more money, trust me, you'll be hearing about it big time. Bigly, as our friend says. <sighs> Bill Gates, back on it, back at it. Why, why do we give this man any quarter at all? He is now talking about manipulating cow breeding in order to reduce cow farts or methane emissions more properly said. This man is an absolute danger to all of us. This is absolutely frightening and if you don't believe me listen to this criminal yourself. The same thing for uh, the agriculture sector you know, beef, can you, and now I, I see two very amazing approaches by improving the cow breeding and giving them some other inputs, we can reduce their methane emissions. And this new prioritization of the methane work, uh, I applaud that because in terms of the near term temperature increase, methane plays a, a very big role. Giving them some inputs, in other words, 
Did you like your vaccine? You're going to love this. He wants to muck around with our beef supply to try and reduce cow farts, which have no scientifically proven effect on... And you know what? Even if it did, it doesn't matter because the amount of... Look, you've all heard this before. You know what the science is. If you are still buying, drinking that Kool-Aid, buying that bullshit, I can't help you. Live in your little fantasy world. There's nothing I can do. I give up. Incredible. They're still not leaving our kids alone. Libs of TikTok posted this video. This guy, believe it or not, is a teacher. Not just a teacher. He's an elementary school teacher. District 35 in Glencoe. In it, in this video he posted, I think it's a TikTok video, of course. He says not to line up students as boys and girls because some students might not identify as boys or girls. Why are 10-year-olds identifying as non-binary or gender fluid? Teachers like this, all they're doing is enabling this bullshit. Listen to this moron. Teachers, make your classroom LGBTQ plus inclusive from the very first day. This is tip number eight, so go back in my profile for other tips. I talked about assessing your language in another tip, but this one's all about like classroom practice. Are you lining up your students into boy and girl lines? And remember, when you do that, if a kid doesn't particularly identify strongly with either of those, it makes them have to kind of choose something that isn't true to them. So find other ways to line up or group your kids. It could be by their student numbers. It could be by their birthday months. Get creative, have fun with it, and you don't need to always center gender in your classroom. Yeah. This is an elementary school teacher screwing with our kids, and you know how we feel about screwing with our kids on this show. Elementary school, worried about being non-binary or gender fluid. Why are you parents encouraging this horseshit? Why? Needs to stop. Speaking of horse manure, this article is from Just the News, John Solomon's site. Great article, great information. Everything we talk about tonight, by the way, the links are down there in our show notes. You can read the whole article yourself, check it out, find out more. This is frightening. A new poll is out, and it has found that 20% of young people, 20%, that's huge, think the Holocaust was a myth. Seriously. Last week, a new Economist YouGov poll found one in five young Americans stated that the Holocaust is a myth. 
The Post poll, 20% say Holocaust is a myth. TikTok users more likely to be anti-Semitic. <laughs> wow. According to the poll, the ages of this 20% were between 18 and 29. They agreed with the statement, the Holocaust is a myth. A greater percentage agreed with the statement that the Holocaust has been exaggerated. 30% of the respondents said they didn't know whether or not it was a myth. Folks, these numbers are getting, that's now what? 20, 30, over 50%? 30%. 28% adopted the anti-Semitic statement that Jews wield too much power in America. 28%. The poll notes that Holocaust denials spanned throughout all levels of education, noting that social media may play a role in worsening anti-Semitism. Would have little doubt about that. The findings from the poll noted a recent generation lab survey, which found that young adults who use TikTok are more likely to hold anti-Semitic beliefs. Rabbi Abraham Cooper, Associate Dean, Director of Global Social Action for Simon Wiesenthal Center, said it is a perfect storm out there. Cooper said the various factors at play regarding the spread of anti-Semitism among young Americans, a state's policy that promotes Holocaust denial and denigration of the six million Jewish victims, a generation brought up on social media, including and especially TikTok, leads to the Holocaust denial including by politicians, by the way. You're not out of a loop either. Everyone being compared to Hitler. A generation with information glut, but very little perspective. No online librarian. No filters. Little collective memory back to the 20th century. 20 percent believe in their heart of hearts that the Holocaust was a myth. Man. Hell, you didn't hear this story, did you? From the Daily Wire. A woman has been arrested for trying to burn down Dr. Martin Luther King's homestead. You didn't hear this story because she's the wrong color. There she is. Tourists stopped a 26-year-old U.S. Navy vet this week from burning down the house of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Civil rights icon. You should know that, I hope. I know my audience is smart enough. Lanisha... Santrice Henderson, detained by bystanders at the historic home on Auburn Avenue 
and taken into custody Thursday night. Unlike many national monuments, there is no gate, no restriction of access to Martin Luther King's home. And they get around 700,000 visitors every year from around the world. That action saved an important part of American history, according to Police Chief Darren Schieberbaum. A man who became suspicious of Henderson asked her what she was doing when he saw her throw liquid on the front porch of the residence. Once he smelled gasoline and realized that she was allegedly, what she was allegedly doing, he grabbed her car keys, which she left on the grass to prevent her from leaving. The man then blocked her from getting back to the porch where she was returning with a lighter. Henderson took off. Two off-duty police officers rushed in, apprehended her until law enforcement arrived on the scene. This from the Atlanta Fire Battalion Chief, Jerry DeBerry. What a great name. If the witnesses hadn't been there and interrupted what she was doing, I mean, it could have been a matter of seconds before that entire house was engulfed in flames. Home of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Didn't hear that story, did you? You know why? That's why. And they will continue not to cover stories like that when people who commit crimes are the wrong color. Doesn't support their narrative. These people are whack. I'm moving to Massachusetts. Just decided. <laughs> you know my stance on drugs on this show. I truly, strongly believe marijuana, pot, whatever you want to call it, grass, is not a drug and it has many more benefits it is not a gateway drug no science has proven that other drugs no thank you not gonna happen however there is another category that has always interested me I have never tried psychedelics but I would love to I'm just I'm just laying it out there being honest. We're honest on this show, and I'm tell I've smoked pot before. Haven't many, 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 many years, but I have. And one thing I've always wanted to try were mushrooms. That's why I said, I'm moving to Massachusetts. Take a look at this. There is a ballot proposal in Massachusetts that is looking to legalize psychedelics. Wow. Voters in mass may soon legalize certain psychedelics next year in a ballot proposal, which is awaiting approval by their Secretary of State. The Natural Psychedelic Substances Act would allow adults 21 and older to use and grow psilocybin and psilocin, which are the psychedelic 
ingredients in magic mushrooms, as they're called, as well as the plant-derived psychedelics mescaline, ibogaine, and DMT. All the psychedelics currently are on the scheduled uh, one drugs. They have no currently acceptable medical use and a high potential for abuse, according to the DEA. However, science has come along and said, now wait just a minute, and shown there has definitely been medical benefits to the use of magic mushrooms. In a press release, MMHO's grassroots outreach director, Emily Onschuk, said the psychedelic drugs have helped veterans like her. She left the Navy as a conscientious objector last year. Plant-based therapeutics are the most effective treatment I've seen for vets struggling with mental health challenges after their service. Wow. They filed two virtually identical versions of the ballot petitions. Version A allows individuals to grow psychedelics at home. Mass General Attorney General's Office approved both versions in September. And they advanced the version allowing home growth of psychedelics. Wow. Unbelievable. You know what? If it can help our vets through a rough patch, by all means. Like I said, never tried it. Ayahuasca is another thing that I would give my left eye tooth to try. Apparently, it's quite an eye-opener. I would love, before I leave this mortal plane... I would absolutely, I will never get the chance, but I would absolutely love to try ayahuasca. I think that would be amazing. Quite an experience. Quite a trip, as they say, to make a bad pun. All right, Massachusetts, it's up to you. You guys get to vote on it. Let's hope you do the right thing. Help out people, as opposed to hurting people, which seems to be what Al Gore is very good at focusing on. He has gone off the Rails. Did you see the latest story on what this idiot, this garbage that spews out of this freak con man's mouth? Mental illness and climate change. He goes off the rails and then it gets worse. Give it up, Al. It's a safe bet when you're writing something about Al Gore. It'll involve climate change and something stupid. But even for him, his comment during an interview in CNN's Jake Tapper was off the rails. It'd be fair to say he even went a step further, saying the quiet part out loud and revealing who the real danger to the Republic is. State of the Union Tapper asked Gore about the very real possibility that former President Trump could be the 2024 nominee and might win the presidency again. Well, Gore spun the comment about Trump, saying he wanted to be a dictator, 
leaving out the context of what Trump said, which made it clear he was mocking the Democrat claims about him being a dictator. Gore talked about what it would take for people to believe Trump when he tells them what he is. I wonder what it'll take for the Democrats to stop continuously spinning Trump's words because obviously he lives very rent-free in their heads 24 hours a day. Gore said the answer was activism for those who loved American democracy and who wanted to preserve our capacity to govern ourselves. Listen to this. This is a quote from this idiot. There is a mental health crisis around the world. I think one of the main reasons is that young people look at the fact we're not yet solving the climate crisis or dealing with some of these other challenges. He said that we know what to do and have the means to do it, but have to make the political commitment. Translation, the government and elite media cannot and do not control the game like they used to, which is bad for him because, God forbid, you might actually get more or different, or should I say, the right information. Between this guy and Kirby, Schwab, Gates, why? Why do we give these idiots so much power when they do not deserve it and we didn't elect them to do these things? But it keeps on happening. <coughs> Thinking Conservatives got a great article. It's in our show notes. Please read it. Share it out. Groundbreaking Analysis. COVID vaccines caused 300,000 excess deaths. That's bad enough. In fact, that's the worst news. $147 billion in damage to the economy, and that's just 2022. COVID-19 vaccines injured 6.6 million people, disabled 1.36 million people, caused more than 300,000 excess deaths, and cost our economy $147 billion in damage just in 2022. But you know who didn't lose money? Pharmaceutical companies, sure as hell, they didn't lose a dime. In fact, they made billions. This is according to a new analysis from the Humanity Project, which is a wing of the Portugal-based research for finance technologies. Wow. Read the article. Links it in the show notes. It also has links to the project and their report. You can read it directly. Unbelievable. 300,000 excess deaths. 
And you know what? I'm going to have to guess that number is low. I'm going to guess it's a lot higher. Frightening. Sorry, blackout coffee break. I, hey, don't forget, by the way, there's a follow button right down there. You can follow the show. We really appreciate it. It's absolutely free. doesn't cost you a dime. We don't spam your inbox. And all you need to do is sign up for a free Rumble account. It's just signing, like signing up for a Twitter account, X account, whatever it is. Same thing. It's free. We don't spam your inbox. Just get yourself a Rumble account. You don't have to start a live stream. You can if you want, or post videos. can if you want. But if you have a, an account here on Rumble, which is free, you get to follow the shows, take part in our live chat, and uh, we'll be happy to hear from you, and we'd love to hear from you, by the way. Please do. Give us a follow. It's that green oval button there that says follow, and just give that a click. We really appreciate it. It helps the show out a lot. All right, have you ever heard of a reindeer cyclone? I think they're just warming up for Santa, but this is amazing. Ace, I, but this is our last story before we get onto the book, because we always end with something weird, light, awe-inspiring. This is a reindeer cyclone. It is a swirling mass of reindeer who feel threatened. Now, what happens here? is that they go in this giant circle. I'll show you the video in a minute. So that it's impossible for a predator to target a single individual. And all the weakest of the reindeer and the fawns are all in the center of this video. This is absolutely incredible. Take a look at this. Wow. It almost doesn't look real. Look at that. See, in, do I have my mouse yet? In the middle here would be all the weak reindeer, all the fawns, stronger ones on the, look at that. Wow. It's a natural thing that they do to protect the herd. Absolutely incredible. I can watch this for hours. <laughs> I won't, but this is so cool. There's a link to the actual post from X on our uh, in our show notes tonight if you want to check it out. Wow, that's amazing. Okay, book time. We read books on our show. We've been doing that from almost the beginning. Classic children's literature, Winnie the Pooh, Alice in Wonderland, uh, Peter Pan, The Wizard of Oz, you name it. We've done so many great books here. Right now, we're doing one of the all-time greatest children's book. Although it wasn't originally written that way, it was originally published back in 1882 by Norman Vincent Peale. And uh, it's been absolutely a ride. At the moment, they are on board ship, headed to Treasure Island, and things are getting interestinger and interestinger. So let's continue on now with Treasure Island. Good did become of the apple barrel, as you shall hear. For if it had not been for that, we should have had no note of warning and might all have perished by the hand 
of treachery. And this is how it came about. We'd run up the trades to get the wind of the island we were after. I'm not allowed to be more plain, and now we're running down for it with a bright lookout day and night. It was about the last day of our outward voyage. By the largest computation, sometime that night, or at least before noon of the morrow, we should sight Treasure Island. We were headed south-southwest, had a steady breeze abeam and a quiet sea. The Hispaniola rolled steadily, dipping her bowsprit now and then with a whiff of spray. All was drawing a low and aloft, and every one was in the bravest of spirits, because we were now so near an end to the first part of our journey. And now, just after sundown, when all my work was over and I was on my way to my berth, it occurred to me that I should like an apple. I ran on deck. The watch was all forward, looking out for the island. The man at the helm was watching the luft in the sail and whistling away gently to himself. And that was the only sound, excepting the swish of the sea against the bow and around the sides of the ship. In I got bodily into the apple barrel and found there was scarce an apple left. But, sitting down there in the dark, what with the sound of the waters and the rocking movement of the ship, I had either fallen asleep or was on the point of doing so. When a heavy man sat down with rather a clash close by, the barrel shook as he leaned his shoulders against it, and I was about to jump up when the man began to speak. It was Silver's voice, Long John Silver. And before I'd heard a dozen words, I would not have shown myself for all the world, but lay there, trembling and listening, in the extreme fear and curiosity. For from these dozen words... I understood the lives of all the honest men aboard depended upon me alone. No, not I, said Silver. Flint was captain. I was quartermaster, along with my timber leg. The same broadside I lost my leg, old Pew lost his deadlights. It was a master surgeon, him that amputated me, out of college and all, Latin by the bucket and what not, but he was hanged like a dog and sun-dried like the rest at Corso Castle. That was Robert's men, that was, come of changing names to their ships, royal fortune and so on. Now what a ship was christened, so let her stay, I says. So it was with the Cassandra has brought us all safe home from Malabar, after England took the victory of the Indies. And so it was with the old Walrus, Flint's old ship, as I've seen a muck with the red blood and fit to sink with gold. Ah, cried another voice, that of the youngest hand on board, and evidently full of admiration. He was the flower of the flock, was Flint, 
Davis was a little man, too, by all accounts, said Silver. I never sailed along of him, first with England, then with Flint, that's my story, and now here, on my own account, in a manner of speaking, I laid by nine hundred safe from England, two thousand after Flint. That ain't bad for a man before the mast, all safe in bank. Tain't earning now, it's savings, does it? You may lay to that. Where's all England men now? I don't know. Where's Flint? Why, most of them aboard here and glad to get the duff and begging before that, some of them. Old Pew had lost his sight. Might have thought shame. Spends twelve hundred pounds in a year like a lord in Parliament. Where is he now? Well, he's dead now and under hatches. But for two years before that, shiver me timbers, the man was starving. He begged, and he stole, and he cut throats, and starved at that by the powers. Well, tain't much use after all, said the young seaman. Tain't much use for fools, you may lay to it. That nor nothing, cried Silver. But now you look here, you young, you are. You're smart as paint. I see when I set my eyes on you, and I'll talk to you like a man. You can't imagine how I felt when I heard this abominable old rogue addressing another in the very same words of flattery as he had used on myself. I think, if I'd been able, that I would have killed him through the barrel. Meantime, he ran on, little supposing he was being overheard. Here it is about gentlemen of fortune. They lives rough, risks swinging, but they eat and drink like fighting cocks when a cruise is done. Why, it's hundreds of pounds instead of hundreds of farthing in pockets. Now, the rest goes for rum, a good fling, and to sea again in their shirts. But that's not the course I lay. I puts it all away, some here, some there, none too much anywhere, by reason of suspicion. I'm fifty, mark you. Once back from this crew, I set up a gentleman in, in earnest. Time enough, too, says you. Ah, but I've lived in the meantime and never denied myself a nothing. Heart desires. Slept soft, ate dainty all my days but when at sea. And how did I begin? Before the mast, like you. Well, said the other, but all the other money's gone now, ain't it? You daren't show face in Bristol after this. Why, where might you suppose it was? Asked Silver derisively. At Bristol, in banks and places, answered his companion. It were, said the cook. It were when the we weighed anchor. But my old missus has it all by now, and the spyglass is sold, lease, and goodwill, and rigging, and the old girl's off to meet me. I would tell you where, for I'd trust you, but it'd make jealousy among the mates. And you can trust your missus, said the other. 
Gentlemen of fortune, returned the cook, usually trust little among themselves, and right they are. You may lay to it. But I have a way with me, I have. When a mate brings a slip on his cable, one as knows me. I mean, it won't be in the same world with old John. There was some that feared a pew, and some that feared a flint. But flint, his own self, was feared of me. Feared he was, and proud. They was the roughest crew afloat, was Flint's. The devil himself would have been feared to go to sea with them. Well, now I tell you, not a boasting man. You've seen yourself how easy I keep company. But when I was quartermaster, lambs wasn't the word for Flint's old buccaneers. Ah, you may be sure of yourself in old John's ship. Well, I tell you now, replied the lad, I didn't half a quarter like the job until I had this talk with you, John, but there's my hand in it now. And a brave lad you were, and smart too, answered Silver, shaking hands so heartily that the barrel shook. And a finer figurehead for a gentleman of fortune I never clapped my eyes on. By this time, I began to understand the meaning of their terms. By a gentleman of fortune, they plainly meant neither more nor less than a common pirate. And the little scene I'd overheard was the last act in the corruption of one of the honest hands, perhaps of the last one left aboard. But on this point, I was soon to be relieved, for Silver, giving a little whistle, a third man strolled up and sat down by the party. Dick Squire, said Silver. Oh, I know Dick was a squire, returned the voice of the coxswain. Israel Hands, he's no fool as Dick, and he turned his quid and spat. But look here, he went on. Here's what I want to know. Barbecue, how long are we going to stand off and on like a blessed bumboat? I've had a most enough of Captain Smollett. He's hazed me long enough, by thunder. I want to go into that cabin, I do. I want their pickles and wines and that. Israel, said Silver, your head ain't much account. Never was. You're able to hear, I reckon, leastways your ears are big enough. Now here's what I say. You'll berth forward. You'll live hard. Speak soft. Keep sober till I give the word. And you may lay to that, my son. Well, I don't say no, do I? Growled the coxswain. What I say is when. That's what I say. When? By the powers, said Silver. Well, now, if you want to know, I'll tell you when. The last moment I can manage, and that's when. Here's a first-rate seaman, Captain Smollett, sails the blessed ship for us. Here's this squire and doctor with a map and such, and I don't know where it is, do I? No more to you, says you. Well, then, I mean this squire and doctor shall find the stuff. Help us get it aboard by the powers. Then we'll see. 
I was sure of you all, sons of double Dutchmen. I'll have Captain Smollett navigate us halfway back before I struck. Why, we're all seamen aboard here, I should think, said the lad Dick. We're all foxhole's hands, you mean, snapped Silver. We can steer a course, but who's to set one? That's what all you gentlemen split on, first and last. If I had my way, I'd have Captain Smollert work us back into the trades, at least. Then we'd have no blessed miscalculations and a spoonful of water a day. But I know the sort you are. I'll finish with them at the island, soon as the blunt's on board and a pity it is. But you're never happy till you're drunk. Split my sides, I've a sick heart to sail with the likes of you. Easy all, Long John, cried Israel. Who's a crossing of you? Why, how many tall ships, think ye now, have I seen laid aboard? How many brisk lads drying in the sun at execution dock, said Silver. All for the same hurry and hurry and hurry. You hear me? Seen a thing or two at sea, I have. You would only lay your course and a pint to windward. You'd be riding in carriages, you would. But not you. I know you. You'd have your mouth full of rum tomorrow and go hang. Everybody knowed you'd kind of chapping. There's others as could hand and steer as well as you, said Israel. They liked a bit of fun, they did. Wasn't so high and dry, nohow, but took their fling like jolly companions, every one. So, said Silver, well, and where are they now? Pugh was that sort. He died a beggar man. Flint was. He died a rum at Savannah. Ah, they was a sweet crew, they was. Only... Where are they now? But, asked Dick, when we do lay them a wart, what are we going to do with them anyhow? There's the man for me, cried the cook admiringly. That's what I call business. Well, what do you think? Put them ashore like maroons? That would have been England's way. Or cut them down like that much pork? That would have been Flint or Billy Bones's. Billy was the man for that, said Israel. Dead men don't bite, said he. Well, he's dead now himself. Knows the long and short of it now, and if ever a rough hand come to port, it was Billy. Right you are, said Silver, rough and ready. But mark you here, I'm an easy man. I'm quite a gentleman. But this time it's serious. Duty is duty, mates. I give my vote, death. When I'm in Parliament, riding in my coach, I don't want none of these sea lawyers in the cabin a coming home, unlooked for like the devil at prayers. Wait is what I say, and when the time comes, why, let her rip. John, cried the coxswain, you're a man. You'll say so, Israel, when you see, said Silver. Only one thing I claim, 
I claim Talani. I'll wring his calf head off his body with these hands. He added, breaking off, If you must jump up, Dick, like a sweet lad, and get me an apple to wet my pipe like. You may fancy the terror I was in. I should have leaped out and run for it. If I'd found the strength, but my limbs and heart alike misgave me. I heard Dick begin to rise, and then someone seemingly stopped him. And the voice of hands exclaimed, Oh, stow that. Don't you get sucking on that bilge, John. Have a go of the rum. Dick, said Silver, I trust you. I've a gauge on the keg mine. There's a key. You fill a pannikin and bring it up. Terrified as I was, I couldn't help thinking to myself that this must have been how Mr. Arrow got the strong waters that destroyed him. Dick was gone a little while, but during his absence, Israel spoke straight in the cook's ear. It was but a word or two, but I could catch, and yet I gathered some important news. For besides other scraps that tended to the same purpose, this whole clause was audible. Not another man of them Jine. Hence, there were still faithful men on board. When Dick returned, one after another of the trio took the pannikin and drank. To luck, another with a, here's to old Flint. And Silver himself sang in a kind of song, here's to our health, ourselves, and hold your luff. Plenty of prizes, plenty of duff. Just then, a sort of brightness fell upon me in the barrel, and looking up, I found the moon had risen, was silvering the mizzen top and shining white on the bluff of the foresail. Almost at the same time, the voice on the lookout shouted, Land ho! Wow. Coming up, Chapter 12, called The Council of War from Treasure Island. Wow, what a great book. <laughs> All right, folks, thank you so much. Don't forget to give our show a follow, absolutely free, and check out our great sponsors, Blackout Coffee, NordVPN, Skillshare. They're all down there I'm waiting to hear from you and you can get some fantastic deals. Just sign up and uh, check it out. Use the links in our show notes. All the stuff we talked about tonight, those links are also there. Check out those links, share them out there, get them out on your social media. I will see you all again tomorrow. Woo!